and welcome to the heart of Las Vegas, or at least the heart of new Las Vegas. TDR is guaranteed money on the road in the Circa Sportsbook with our friends at VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, I try to say VSIN like the legend does. I, mean, I probably don't nail it as much. This is Brian Musburger. He's with us, CEO and founder of one of the you know, mainstays, at least in my household every single morning. I think my kids know more about money line action than I ever did at their age. Uh, it's great to have you. Now, thanks for having us, by the way. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you guys can make it out on, on a holiday. Yeah, it seems like a holiday, right? Yeah. March Madness. Uh, we are in the heart, the epicenter of sports wagering. Let's talk about this network because it started way before everybody was talking about it, way before the mainstream was talking about it. Where did the vision for this come from? You know, we we got the ball rolling before PASPA, before the Supreme Court was even thinking of taking the case, but, you know, as somebody that enjoys betting on sports and was searching for credible information out there, I just found that there, there wasn't a good, uh, there wasn't a place that I really trusted the, the data that I was looking for. And I wanted to find, I thought that with so much money being wagered and so much money on the line, there had to be uh, a way to put together a group of credible capital J journalists to, to better break things down and help you with, with the decisions you're looking to make in the markets. So I ran the idea by my uncle Brent and, and uh, he was very into the idea and introduced me to a bunch of the line makers and bookmakers out here. And uh, we got the ball rolling there. You mentioned your uncle Brent and Anthony, I'll, I'll say when a legend like Fred yeah. Osberger walks in the room, he just left the room. Uh, it's pretty intimidating stuff. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what does the pitch look like? When you go to him and say, listen, I've got this great idea. You know, <laughs> what was the pitch? The pitch was, I wanted, he was on the road doing play-by-play. -play, and I knew that the road was brutal. I knew how much he loved Las Vegas and how much he loves the action. Yeah. And I said, look, you could, you could get off the road, get a stable, easy schedule, do a couple hours of, of, of radio a day. And, uh, and hey, we get, we, we, the first two months, we lived at the South Point in the casino, so that that helped sell it. Any of the, you know, we could we could just pull on. That was our living room, hanging out yeah, every morning. We were going down, reading the betting slips, and and drawing up the plans for the studio on the back of the betting sheets in the sports book at the uh, South Point. So uh, it sold itself. How do you know there's an audience for this type of thing? Because it's one thing to come up with the idea; it's a whole other thing to think people are going to watch it. That was never in doubt to me. I mean, the I remember I, in an early the earliest version of the business plan that I put together, I used a stat from Adam Silver on how much money was being wagered on sports every year. He said at the time four hundred billion, and I remember walking into several VC offices and I would go through the deck, and they all said, "Can I swear here?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we encourage it. It's an open forum, yeah. and they said. That number is so full of shit. There's no way that there's 400 billion being wagered on sports. And I said, you're right. It's much more. It's like trying to figure out how much money is being spent on crack and, and pick your city. Uh, it, it's, a, it's such a hard amount to quantify, but we had no doubt that there was far more than that being wagered. But um, it looks like now we've been vindicated. In that. Sure. Uh, but at the time, I had no doubt. No. You go into any bar, you can strike up a conversation with people that are finding a way to get action down. And, and the other thing, we felt that the, the, the old conversations around sports, so much of sports talk radio 
they got stale. It was the same shit over and over. It's um, who do you like more? Who's a greater player, Jordan or LeBron or Kobe? To me, that that's just a, a waste of time exercise. First of all, we know the answer is Michael, and <laughs> just move on. Right? Wow. You're hot takes on the podcast. <laughs> I love this. We could have a whole pot about that. So I guess what really allows you uh, Vison to really have the edge? Like, what are you leveraging in like data and analytics and technology that's really going to bring that consumer in and really make your audience sticky? You know, I think that the biggest advantage we had being sort of the first mover in the space was being able to get good people. Okay. And it's uh, it's more the people that give us the advantage than any one, I don't know, database. Even though we did... I will say that early on, we teamed up with a group from Milwaukee that had been okay. in space for a while. Uh, used to be StatFox. Okay. They'd been around for a long time. Uh, Dave Bartman and, and those guys um, really instrumental in the success of vSIN by giving us a, a database on historical betting trends. Okay. And I think that that was uh, really important to our, to our growth. You'd say it's definitely more of a function of being authentic and having the personalities and the human capital involved to really just create that brand yeah. and then create the sticky consumer. I mean, there's so few people, as you guys know, there's so few people that that are successful sports betters. There's even fewer of them that are willing to share and go on, yeah. on the air and talk about their process and how they do it. So finding good communicators that are willing to share and willing to be honest about the ups and downs of of the life of a, of a, of a gambler, um, that was the hard part. But I think we've we found a really good, authentic group of guys that really, mostly guys, that enjoy. Yeah, I think you have to be passionate about this. Yeah. Right? I mean, I listen to talk radio at home when I'm in the car always, and it's turned into a betting channel. And it just sounds like a bunch of kids in like their dorm room just like rambling. Which I don't. It goes in one ear and out the other. I pick a little bit up, but I mean, yeah, I could definitely see what you're saying with those, with, yeah, keeping it authentic, right, and thought leaders. And the other thing we had was we we started by going to the bookmakers and asked them who they respected. Okay. Who, who are the people that interview yeah. you sure. that know what they're talking about that actually win? Yeah, and that was the best way to sort through a lot of the. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys that'll tell you that they win all the time. Yeah, it's like trading. Don't tell me, show me. Right. Yeah. So by going by going to the the guys behind the counter, mm -hmm. that was really the smartest thing that we did in, in terms of finding uh, credible talent. Okay. Because it was both, uh, the bookmakers would tell us, these are guys that ask good questions, that understand the industry, may not be the sharpest better, yeah. but a good communicator. And then others, they would say, this guy's for real. Yeah. He doesn't have a, you know, so we, I think we have a good blend of, of guys that approach it differently. Uh, and it makes for a far more entertaining and informative conversation. Do you have any concerns when it comes to the, the rest of the mainstream media now playing catch up and having the partnerships they do with you know, sports wagering organizations, the DraftKings, the FanDuel, Caesars, MGM? That, you know, are there any concerns out there as they start to enter the pool party? Or are you just kind of like, we're doing our own authentic thing? This is going to sound arrogant. I, 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 I like arrogance. I was. I'm not. They've repeatedly like shown me that they don't get it. Like I'm not, and I'm not afraid of people that don't get it and they, they won't get it unless they're willing to invest the time that we have. I mean, we, we lived here, we live this stuff and that's people ask why we still broadcast out of Las Vegas. So the, the biggest difference is that people here 
that are into sports betting that we've surrounded ourselves with, they eat, sleep, and drink this stuff. There is, there's nothing else. Like if you're a professional better, you're always on looking for that opportunity for that edge. And you can't part-time it. Uh, I'm not going to listen to somebody that, that hasn't, uh, that hasn't gone broke betting on sports, right? These are people that really, I mean, you listen to me, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty to, I got plenty to say. Uh, let's talk about where we are right now, because I think this is a, a vital edge that you have as well. We're sitting in Circa, probably the hottest sports book in Las Vegas right now. Uh, you've got this gorgeous studio to take people behind the scenes. This is just a beautiful, beautiful setup. Tell us what went into this and how this partnership happened. Well, this is a great thing. Yeah, I agree with it. Greatest sports book in the world. Uh, Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa, was early on in, in VSIN. He came over to, to talk with us at the South Point, and he got it from the beginning. I mean, he's, he's, he's a consumer of, of our product, and uh, he's a better. He's a, he, he absolutely gets it. You can't walk into here and not understand that. Like, um, I use the this is a terrible story, but if you've ever seen the Simpsons episode where Homer designs a car, that's sort of how Derek designed Circa. It's like he put in everything that he wanted as a sports fan into a property. And there's no Wall Street banker that would have designed a property like this, but he designed it as a fan. And that's when you talk to people here. They get that. Like, it just feels right. Like, it's... Uh, it's so interesting you say that, because Anthony and I were talking about it, because we've been around all the sports books the last little while. It doesn't feel fan-friendly. And I'm not trying to disparage or be, you know, pejorative to the MGMs or anywhere else out there, but it doesn't feel like the casinos or sports books are fan-friendly anymore. So I'm sitting here, I feel like I'm in my basement on, on crack. I mean, it, it looks yeah. phenomenal. Right. I mean, the only word I think that describes this is immersive. Like, this is an immersive experience for, for, for the sports better. I mean, I think you guys nailed it. Yeah, I think with everything. this is, if somebody gave you $25 million and said, go design yeah. something cool where you and your buddies would hang out to watch sports. Yeah, it'd be this. You'd still need some more money, but you'd yeah. do this, yeah. you know? It's, uh, okay. yeah, it's just a, it's a great setup. And the pool's up, upstairs. It's, uh, there's no better place to, to watch games. Let's talk about going forward. Before we get to March Madness, because I do want to talk a little bit about what's going on behind us, because it's chaos. Uh, you can hear people cheering when every uh, you know, bucket goes in. What's next? Have you thought about next steps for this? How you grow? How the business gets bigger? I know you've got a lot going on across the country right now, but what are those next steps if you can let us in on them? Yeah, I mean, we're still, this industry is still in its infancy, both in terms of the betting menus that you're going to see and obviously geographically and where, where betting will be, sports betting will be legalized. Um, there's so much growth that's yet to take place. And the other thing that we've learned is men were embarrassed to admit that they don't really understand how to bet on sports. There's still this huge education piece that needs to take place. And that's the other, I, I've been amazed that nobody's really stepped up and owned that part of this industry. Like it, I think that we're, we're doing more of it now, uh, but it's tricky. We want to speak to both, the experience sports better, but we also realize that there's far more people that are just, you know, maybe they've bet 20 bucks with buddies and they're just yeah. getting into it and uh, just learning. There's a huge audience there that we, we want to 
help, you know, instill, just like in blackjack, you have basic strategy. Mm -hmm. We want to help instill that kind of basic strategy for sports betting. Um, and these people that are just being exposed to it for the first time. You mentioned the pitch to Uncle Brent back in the day. What does he say now? Like he just walked into this amazing studio in the hottest sports book in Vegas. What does he say to you now about the success of Visa? Well, you heard him. He's now he he came in today not because he's here. He has anything to do for work. He's here to watch games <laughs> and, to, and to pick up uh, some cash behind the counter. Uh, so he's he loves it. And who? God, he, he's he's been very lucky and uh, to to have a career where he's able to do what he loves. And uh, we should all be that lucky. Let's talk about uh, March Madness. What's going on behind us? How this has grown. Let's just say that March Madness has grown. We'll see. I mentioned I was here two years ago. It's grown exponentially even in that short period of time. What does it mean for your network? Because you know you're broadcasting across the country in all sorts of different locations you didn't have access to before. Right. And what does it mean to a city like this when you see all of these people so engaged and so tapped into what you're passionate about? A lot of people won't talk about, and it's hard to get a breakout of how much money is bet on March Madness. But it's bigger than the Super Bowl, right? You get obviously you have more games. Uh, but this is this is a long event that, that brings in a lot of money to, to this town and is uh, also presents a lot of opportunity to sports betters. With so many games, books are going to make mistakes. There's there, there's there are uh, there's a, a number of opportunities for experienced sports betters to jump on. So for us, there's no more exciting time. I love the Super Bowl, but it's one game, sure. and and those markets are pretty finely tuned. But here, um, here you can find some things that that are worth jumping on, and 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 now with in-game, it's just bonkers. The, the, the that's changed. Of, that's changed the game quite literally. It has. Yeah, uh, it's been around for a while, but now that it's uh, it's so accessible and easy to do on the apps, it's wonderful. Uh, and basketball, in my mind, is really the perfect sport for for in-game betting. How has it changed the programming part of it? Because you mentioned the Super Bowl. And I know your guys get tired after two weeks of talking about the same fucking game <laughs> over and over and over. There's only so much you can say about the Rams, and yeah. it's okay, we're done. How do you change? How do you change up your coverage when it comes to this many games and making sure that everybody's informed on what's going on in that that round of sixty-four? So I go back to the education thing. We we still need to educate our audience that in-game is a great way. A lot of people in, in the United States do not understand that you're not locked into a position once you get your bet down. That comes from the days where they called their bookie and they made a bet and they, and they would settle up at the end of the week. But now you don't have to do that. If you, if you see things not going your way, you got to jump on it and hedge. Um, so we're trying to educate people that you should absolutely be involved in 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 game. And there's basic strategy there. Where there's a huge education piece on best practices for in game. And I think that some of our best broadcasts actually go are when the games are in progress, and we're sort of more of a second screen of right. you know experience for people. Uh, we have some really sharp guys that if you listen to them while the games are in progress, you're going to do well. Uh, you know, and it's especially to a time like March Madness. There's so many opportunities to to look at for anyone. Speaking of opportunities, thanks for giving us the opportunity to be in here with you today. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.